Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast this week. I am so excited to be sitting behind the microphone and getting ready to talk some digital products with you. And if you're on TikTok, we have the girl everybody knows (laughs) joining us on the podcast this week. Do you guys follow the Fast Track Girl? Because whether you're on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or anywhere else on the interwebs, she's probably crossed your path. And she's usually in something really cute and pink. And she's the most, she's, she's like a beautiful, but better than Barbie. Like she's just adorable. And so. We have Kira Butcher with us today, the Fast Track Girl, and I've been really excited to chat with her because she's so prolific. She creates so much content. She influences so many people in the best way, and she's one of those really quality Etsy coaches. She like loves to play team and really believes that there's room at the table for all of us. And she she cares so much about integrity. So um, I have been really excited. Like not to mention. Like, who doesn't love to geek out about digital products on Etsy? So let me read you her bio because... Uh, the girl's amazing. So Kira is a digital product coach who specializes in studying trends and helping beginners start their own Etsy shop. As a stay-at-home mom of three, she found that she needed a way to generate income from home. She started a digital product Etsy shop on a whim and ended up earning over $100,000 plus. Now she's helped over 7,000 students and is excited to continue to share trending product alerts, tutorials, and encouragement along the way. Um, the girl is amazing. So I was really excited today to hear a little more of her story because I hadn't heard it before. Um, and then just to kind of hear what like her beat on what's kind of going on in the digital product space. So I know you guys love this topic. I'm so excited to get your feedback. So please help me welcome Kira to the podcast. Kira, hi. I, I'm vibrating. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We've all been stalking you in the best way for like the last year and a half, watching you literally take over TikTok with your incredible content. And um, oh, do you know what? I've got to tell the story of how uh, I just connected with you recently. Literally, I'm in the physical product space. Everybody, you guys are going to laugh at me. I'm in the physical product space, but I get Kira's emails because they're so good and I love listening to what she has to say. And it's how I find out what's going on in the digital space. I got one a few months ago where I literally was like writing down a business plan to start a digital product shop. I was so, I was so motivated by your email that I was like going to drop everything my entire life and just start a digital product. So you're that good girl. I love it. I I love writing emails. Emails are my You do? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'll spend four hours on a newsletter. I love it. Okay. So that's the thing. Like I like it, but I feel like it takes a lot of time. So I'm super interested to know that you love doing it. I do. I love copywriting. It's, I love it. 
So it's just enjoyable for me. And I keep notes throughout the you know month about exactly what I want to write about. So it's very like, I have notes to like refer back to. So it's not, you know, anyways, it's intentional and I love it. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm over here. Like another thing we need to talk about. Like, I'm over here, like I love it. <laughs> there's so, okay. We're just going to take a girl's trip. We're going to, we're just going to have to do that because there's so many subjects need to hit. But for me and for everybody listening, I, we have to start with your background because we get to hear you talk about the digital product stuff all the time. But like, how did you become an entrepreneur? Like, did you go, like, did you study something different in college? Like, who, who are you? How did you get into Etsy? All of that good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I love how everybody's journey is so different. Um, I got married when I was 19. And so I did not go to call. I mean, I did like a semester in college, but that was nothing. Schooling was not for me. I actually had my cosmetology license. That's what my original path was. And so I worked in a salon for six months and I was like, this is not the vibe for me. It's not making me happy. So I was like, we got to pivot. Um, so that's when I started to actually, my first business was photography. So I was a photographer for a few years. My husband, um, is in digital marketing. So he worked for a company called Infusionsoft. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard oh my of gosh. them. Yeah. So they're called Keep now. They've rebranded, but my husband is like one of the first employees there. Um, use Keep every so, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's my husband's like expert in. My husband helped with a lot of that. So he was like in the first couple employees and, um, he's actually friends with CEO. We ran in them at Cheesecake Factory the other day, actually. Um, anyways, so we worked there. I was the receptionist for a while. And so we kind of, that was my introduction to digital, like online space, because photography is very, you know, service-based. Then I got, um, you know, I got pregnant and I was like puking my guts up. So I was like, okay, we got to sweat. You got to change. Because I would be like, I'd have my bride and groom over here, like posing them. And I'd be like throwing up in the bushes. So I'm like, okay, oh. we got we to gotta change. So um, I started an Etsy shop, my first Etsy shop in 2013, and I did invitations. So this is before Canva though. So this is me in Photoshop going back and forth with my customer, like painstakingly doing little edits. Like, so uh, it, it got really frustrating at times. I did offer printing too. So I did digital and printed invitations. And it was really, um, it was really great for a while. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I had another baby. And I, so I put on vacation mode and everybody knows like vacation mode's the kiss of death when it comes to Etsy. And so after I came out of vacation mode, my shop, it just like was never the same. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just be done with it for right now. And then I just continued to have another baby. <laughs> and then after <laughs> I had my third baby, I was like, okay, who am I as a person? Like, let's, let's dive into that. I started a digital art business. So that was kind of my reintroduction to being digital, but it was service-based. So I was going back and forth with my customers again, making edits. And I kind of had this aha moment where I was like, I can only make as much income as my time allows oh, because yeah. it's service-based. So I can only do so many portraits in a certain amount of time. So I'm limited, you know, by default. And so I hired a couple of girls to work with me. And so they were absolutely amazing. Some stay-at-home moms, they were just, it was so lovely working with them. So that kind of helped me, you know, expand my, um, my opportunity a little bit, but it did get to the point where I was like, this is no longer making me happy. Um, I really kind of got into a depressive kind of thing because my, uh, that digital art business was around memorials, um, as oh. a, I've a miscarriage uh, survival survivor, <laughs> miscarriage survivor. So I've had, you know, a lot of miscarriages. And so that was what this brand was built around was like grief and, and processing grief and awareness and stuff. And so I would have like 40 DMs a day and people would be just, 
you know, trauma dumping in my DMs or Mm -hmm. just like in graphic detail explaining what was going on with them or sending you pictures, things that were really, you know, traumatic uh, for me. And so it got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, And so I knew I needed to pivot, but I didn't really know what what that move was going to be. I knew I wanted to get out of the like customer base. I didn't want to have to have customers anymore like that. I had to do service based. I also was doing print on demand through this brand. So I have merch that I sold um, with that brand. So it was kind of different. It wasn't like I just had like a print on demand shop. It was that it was supplemented through my personal brand. So I was doing print on demand. My biggest print on demand seller with necklaces um, it was really great, really meaningful. Um, but I was like, dealing with a lot of issues with print on demand, um, where like shipping was getting, uh, you know, would get messed up, packages got lost in the mail. I had like the people like got the wrong thing, like things got sent out um, wrong. This is before order rerouting too, which Printify since added. Um, But like if a a product like went out of stock, like all of a sudden I have to refund it. And because these things were like really uh, emotionally driven for purchases, it was very, uh, there was just a different level of reaction when these kind of things would happen. And so I knew I didn't want to do print on demand anymore. It was just becoming such a headache. I hired a full-time customer service rep to run that part because it was just, it was a lot. When you're doing high volume, you'll, you'll naturally have more issues, you know, but like, it was like, okay, like I can't do this anymore. And so, like I said, I kind of got into a little depressive episode trying to figure it out. And I had remembered that for this business, my digital art business, I had bought Instagram templates on um, Etsy for my digital art business, like, you know, year before. And when I, when I bought the templates, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is such a genius business model. Like she literally just lists these and makes passive income. She doesn't really deal with customers much. Like, I just, I remembered thinking that. So I remember back to this and I was like, I could totally do that now that I've been running my, you know, business through Instagram for, you know, years now, I've got, I know like what templates would perform best. Like I understand that. So I was like, I can totally sell Instagram templates. I was like, it's probably too late. Cause that was like a year ago that I had ran into her shop, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Like, why not? I, I need something else. And I love this business model. I didn't even tell my husband. I'm just like, I'm just going to go for this, um, which kind of tracks my personality. And so I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, I just, open an Etsy shop. And so I, and I made some Instagram templates and I put them up and I literally thought it wasn't going to work. Like I was like, there's no way this is going to work. This is just going to be, it's too late probably, but I'm just going to try. So I put it up there. And then, um, I just, a few days later, I got my first sale. And so I was like, wait. So then I told my husband, I was like, you know, if I make like even a hundred dollars, like that's cool. Um, you know, it's not, it's, it's whatever. And then I ended up doing like 1200 in the first 30 days. And so then I was like, wait a second, this is something going on here. And so that's kind of when I started getting really serious about it and then kind of going like all in on digital products and Etsy. And for me, the biggest um, like win for me was the like how little customer service it required yeah. from going from something that had like a lot of like customer interaction to like something literally like zero. Um, like things like I would wake up with sales and I would be like, this is the whole new life. Like, what <laughs> is this? What have I been missing out on? Like, I've been over here doing like service based. I've been doing like, um, you know, the print on demand thing. I, I had done all this, this stuff and I was like, this is just the best thing ever. Um, and so that is kind of what I, uh, that's what kind of led me to Joe Parks and Etsy. It was kind of one of those things. And after that, I went 
all in on digital products. I had a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of success with digital products in Etsy. And I had actually started the Fast Track Girl to teach people how to do social media marketing. That was the original intention of the Fast Track Girl. Um, so if you scroll to the bottom of my feed, like you'll see, I'm like teaching you like how to edit videos and content and whatever. No but I posted way. one video about like, hey guys, this is, I was like, I started selling digital products on Etsy. Here's like what I made in my first 30 days. And I flipped the screen and I just showed my Etsy dashboard. And I was like, so yeah, it's not a ton, but like, it's pretty cool. And then it just, it blew up. That video just completely blew up and I had so many people. This is when you had like 30 second videos on TikTok. Like it, it was like, you had to be like really brief in your responses. And then just everybody was like, wait, how do I do this? You know, what do I do? And so that's when I, um, so I started teaching people about how to do it just on in 30 second increments on TikTok, like go to the next part, part two, part one, you know, there's a million <laughs> parts. So people were like, this is so inefficient. They're like, can you please put this into something a little bit more like digestible and so that's where I went and so that's kind of my journey that brought me where I am today um but yeah I love it digital proxy like I said changed my life I think it's the best business model especially if you're somebody who has anxiety like me or struggles with like you know uh the overwhelm of like possibly dealing with upset customers or things like that it's just such a great opportunity and that's why I'm so passionate about talking about it because I think there's so many people that can that this is just such a great option for so yeah that's kind of my my long story <laughs> no I'm obsessed I had not heard so much of that I'm absolutely geeking out oh I have so many questions okay so did you have a background in design how how did you get so good because here's the thing I would love to play with digital products and I sit in Canva and try to create a template and I'm just like my eight-year-old could do a better job. And I have some experience, you know what I mean? Like, so how did you get, like, what's the background there? You're just intuitively good at it. <laughs> okay, so I, like, as a photographer, I did a lot of Photoshop. Um, just, yeah. you know, you, you do kind of have to, as part of my editing, so I was very familiar. And like I said, that was where I started my digital invitations is Photoshop editing. And so um, Photoshop's way harder than Canva. So I already had a lot of, like, those skills kind of going into the Canva thing. But um, this sounds so, so lame, right? But like, I just, it was just something I was good at. Like, I didn't okay. really, um, like, I didn't, like, had training. I just, something that just kind of felt really natural to me. I something I just enjoy. And so, I don't know, like, I haven't had training. I just, like, sat down and, and did it. <laughs> are, you, are you good at, like, interior decorating, too, though? And I mean, obviously, we know you're good at fashion and you have the cosmetology. Like, you've got, you've got this in your jeans, but are you good at interior decorating as well? Um, you know, I, in my Pinterest boards look really great with my ideas. Um, but I, um, I've never really like decorated the, my house before, like real intentionally. Um, just like we've gone through so many like roller coasters of up and down, like investing in our house has never like been a top priority. So I've never really like decorated, but in theory, like in my mind, I think I could do a good job. <laughs> Well, even the way you stage in your videos, like every, you always look, always look so put together and so cute. Like you are totally that girl. So I get it. So do you get the question a lot from your students and followers? Like, how do I get better at design? Um, you know, occasionally people do ask. Um, and my biggest advice for that is just practice. And I, I yeah. mean, that really goes with anything that you're new to. Um, practicing is just such a great, like, is the only way we get better. One, another exercise that I talk about that has been, maybe a topic of controversy for some people, but it's a literally just meant as a practice, but is to go on to Canva and look at the pre-made templates and then 
practice recreating the pre-made templates on your own. Oh, that's smart. Just yeah. to understand like, oh, this is how they did that. This is a gradient or this is just a, a shape or whatever. And this is purely as an exercise to learn how to, like how these minds are thinking and how people are setting things up. Not to sell, we don't sell the ones that are pre-made yeah. or anything like that, but just as a design practice exercise, that is something that's completely free and you can use to practice to get better. I think that's brilliant. Like I think about my daughter learning cursive and how they give her a sample sentence. This is what it should look like. And then right below it, she tries to mimic it. And actually I took um, several years of art school and that's exactly what we did is we had professional paintings or pieces of art that like amazing people made. And it was like, duplicate that. And it wasn't to sell. It was it was to learn where things go. It was because we are three-dimensional people and we have to experience like we can't just look at it and understand. You've got to do you've got to move your hands. You've got to do the action, right? So I exactly. think I I mean forget the con- I think that's brilliant. I don't see anything controversial about that at all. I I I think you're right on the nose with that. Like we learn by, you know, practicing imitation is such a great form of learning. I mean, that's how we learn to speak. That's how our kids learn. They hear from us. Like imitation is such a good way of learning. I think the only part of controversy is that some people don't understand that I'm saying don't sell those ones. Yeah, I need to delete, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm always like, don't sell these ones. And people are like, what do you mean? And so I'm like, this is just for practice. And so some people in my comments. We'll get like, you said not to sell those. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> this is for practice. So anyways, um, no, but yeah, it, like, I, like you said, I think it's such a great way to learn anything, you know, is to try to copy what other people have done it as a learning exercise. No, that's really good. That encourages me that that's something that I could do if I wanted to play with that. Are you ready to start building your social media presence to help market your Etsy products, but not quite sure where to start? I am so excited to tell you guys about the social media membership that I'm a part of called Julie's Biz Boutique. My friend, Julie Oxendine, started out selling wreaths on Etsy and has built a monster of a social media presence of over 1 million followers who buy her products, her tutorials, and her courses. She is the queen of Etsy social media coaches, and I cannot recommend her more highly. She's also so relatable and genuinely interested in helping you grow, which is just my kind of gal. Her monthly membership will keep you up to date on how to best leverage all of the platforms with their ever-changing algorithms <laughs> and connect you with a wonderful community of like-minded makers. As a member, you will also get immediate access to Julie's library of over 100 training videos on everything from Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Etsy, and even more. <laughs> I could keep going on. It's the best bang for your buck that you can get to learn so much about social media and find the inspiration and help you need to start growing your following. Fun little secret too, I got to plug this in. Julie's membership only opens to the public for new members a couple times a year, but since she loves us so much, we get special treatment and you can join us right now. So just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie to learn more and get enrolled today. Once again, that is howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie. And I can't wait to hang out with you there. What kind of products in the digital space are really like getting great results for your students right now? Like what is trending? I know, you know, cause we hear like, there's no, not really a good point in going to wall art at this point, like trying to make printables, things like that. You hear about the saturation, which I'm not like, I kind of think, I kind of think if you're like good enough, it's not going to matter, but that's, 
that's my opinion, but I'm sure you've got up your sleeve because you do these videos constantly of like micro niches that are really hitting right now. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I think you can really sell anything if you have like outside marketing. Like if you are really passionate about wall art and you wanna do like go heavy on your social media strategy, you can absolutely generate traffic yourself. But yeah, when I'm talking about like trending digital products, I'm going in with the assumption that you are not doing any social media and that you want to depend 100% on Etsy traffic. And so that's when that competition level and the saturation comes into play because now we, we are only competing with, with Etsy and we got to play into the Etsy game. Um, so a lot of times people will come to me and be like, well, I saw a shop and they, you know, got 50,000 sales on their wall art this month. And I'm like, well, yeah, they have 150,000 followers on Instagram. Like they're not getting that from Etsy. You know what I mean? So as I look at these trending digital product niches, I'm looking at I'm going in with that assumption that you're you're only doing Etsy for traffic source. And so that's when that competition comes into play and the search volume comes into play. So I like to look at those things when it comes into, I don't know if there's necessarily like an untapped market. I feel like at right. this point, there's there's kind of every, there's everybody's kind of done something, but there are things that are less, le- a little less, you know what I mean? We can focus on those. So a recent hype in my um, communities is the Notion templates. I've been talking about them. Um, there, I think those ones are a great opportunity right now, uh, and that not a lot of people are really doing it, you know, as of right now. Um, the Twitch niche um, is something I tried to teach myself Twitch how to do Twitch templates because I was like, this is such a good opportunity. But then I was like, okay, this is not for me. But if you have that talent and you know how to do that, like such a great niche right now. Um, another thing is always just playing into those seasons, like uh, anything seasonal when you're first getting on is such a great opportunity. The only downside of seasons is that it's seasonal. So like you can have a really great Christmas product and then come January, you're like, where do my sales go? And it's like season's over. So that's the only downside. But um, SVGs are definitely a really hot product as well. Um, some people always ask me like, do you think digital products are going to go anywhere and or you know, go away? And I was like, digital products are always made relevant because we live in this digital age. It's just going to keep um, growing like right now, a hot product on Etsy is like Chat GPT prompts or AI oh, wow. prompts or Mid Journey prompts. But like a year ago, that was completely irrelevant and nobody was selling that and it wasn't a thing. But now it is. When I first got on Etsy, uh, like uh, media kits were a really great thing to sell, and now it's kind of shifted and now it's UGC creator, like very kind of a, a sub niche of UGC. You give them for UGC creator kits. Um, and and that kind of a different thing. So I think digital products won't go anywhere, but they'll continue to evolve with the times. And as we, you know, and I always say like innovate or die. And so as we keep innovating and staying on top of what is trending, that's where we're going to keep having success. I don't think digital products will go anywhere. I think we'll just keep getting more and more options and more and more niches uh, that aren't available today, but might be in a year from now might be booming. So it's just keeping track of those kind of things. Um, that I think is just the best way to keep rocking and rolling digital products. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think it's just a matter of like um, staying on top of the trends, which is literally why I follow you and why everyone needs to follow you is because you are so on top of it. And when I need it, when I want to know like what is happening, I just go look at your most recent, you know, probably 10 TikToks. And I'm like, okay, um, because I had never heard, okay, you tell me the word notion and I'm thinking sewing notions. You know, the little accessories that you use for sewing. I, so I'm like looking at your, at your TikTok and I'm like, what is a notion? And I had to go. So guys, it's apparently an app, right? Or like a, a piece of software. Do yeah. I have that right? Okay. So yeah, it's an app. It's a website. Yeah. 
Okay. So what would a Notion template be? Is it like a background, like a wallpaper kind of thing? Or is it like a sort of like a checklist kind of thing? Yeah, it's a digital planner kind of um, interface. And so um, it's where you can house your like checklists, like you said, your ideas. It has a lot of like different um, like tables that you can create, kind of like Google Sheets combined with like GoodNotes. Um, Oh, okay. That would be kind of a the best comparison I could come up with, a lot of businesses use Notion as like a team collaborating space as well. And so because it is just becoming, I think, more and more relevant, um, more and more people are selling these. I know like I just barely started using Notion a few months ago and now it like literally runs my whole life. And when I went, when I started using Notion, I like went on to Etsy and I was like looking at templates to buy for my own self because I was like, this is, I I want a template for like my social media planner or whatever, you know? And so um, it was just interesting to, I ended up just making my own. So then after that, I was like, oh, well, these are like, that's a great idea. Let's just just sell Notion templates. And then I looked into the data and I was like, oh yeah, like this is amazing. So um, it is more technical. So if you struggle with Canva, you probably won't enjoy Notion. I mean, like I said, though, you can practice and, and maybe you will be amazing. Like anyone can get better at anything. So if you're really passionate about it, like go for it. Like you can, have, I believe in you, like you can learn how to use it, but it is just something a little bit more technical when you're first getting started. But yeah, I, even if you're not selling them Notion guys, like it's, it's how, to, it's how to run your life. Like it's amazing. <laughs> Blood for Notion. So. So what kind of file yes. type is that that you're creating for them? Like a PNG or a JPEG or is it something else? It's like a share template link. So kind of like when you share a template on Canva, you mm-hmm. sell this link. Um, it's the same as like sharing, a, or if you've ever like tried to share a Google Doc or a Google Sheet or anything, you give the people the link and they click that link and it opens up in their account. And so okay. that's what you're selling with Notion is the share template link and they click it it opens up in their their Notion account and then they can use it for themselves. It won't change the original. So I mean, uh, God yeah, bless Canva. Canva's doing all the heavy lifting for us then because what, so you go in there and you literally create, you go, when you're setting up what you want to create, you say Notion template and then literally Canva's got all of the code written into it. No, it's not integrated through Canva. Um, sorry, I just meant like similar to the Canva share template feature. Sorry, that's what I meant. So Canva has a share template feature um, and just similar to that, Notion has its own share template feature. I was okay. just trying to like, draw a parallel, but yeah, parallel. They, uh, yeah, Notion has its own share template feature. And so that's how, um, that's how you, you share it. So yeah. <laughs> I am, I'm, no, I'm totally geeking out. So where are you, do you create the templates within Notion and then you create the share template and you sell it? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly oh, right. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, Kira, my mind has just expanded. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I've probably gone down that rabbit hole more than I need to. And that's sort of, I was also going to ask about untapped untapped opportunity and digital products, but I feel like you just hit that. Are are there any that you kind of tell your students, like maybe um, niches within digital products that you say kind of stay away from because they're so saturated, like especially if they want to go just organic traffic on Etsy? Yeah. I mean, you are probably already familiar with my, uh, my, uh, you know, by advice to stay away from Waller. It's definitely one of those things. I don't feel like the opportunity is what it was 10 years ago. Um, and mm-hmm. so I would definitely, if you're just getting on Etsy, I think a lot of people fall into that um, trap because it seems so easy to make to like go onto Canva, put like some people will try to like put one element on it or a couple elements on it, some text. And so it seems really easy to make. And it definitely is. 
but it's so competitive. So you could list a hundred of those and never get a sale. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, if you look at my recent video about it in the comment section, you'll see so many people echoing that experience of like, I was trying to sell these for a year and I got one sale um, or three months and I never got a sale, things like that. And so that's just one of those things that I just, I discourage if you're doing organic Etsy traffic that I just, I don't want you to put all this time and effort in and then not yeah. see that payoff. And I think that's something that could, that could happen with. And I always want to say there are those unicorns out there. So I know that it, you know, yeah. um, that sometimes it could, there's our, the one-off things, especially if you're a real artist, maybe, maybe yes. that's different. Um, but, and what I mean by real artists is I mean like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like doing something. Time, like, you know, you're not just dabbling in Canva. You know, you're an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that could, I could see being a little bit better. But, but yeah, that's just one of those products I stay, I recommend staying away from. Another one is just certain niches of invitations. Like, they're just, that was like, I mean, I started my invitation shop when I was in 2013, and it's definitely not what it used to be compared to back then. So it's just really saturated. There are sub niches, like really specific sub niches that there's opportunity with, but um, you you have to dig for those ones. So the like general, just like wedding invitations, like so so competitive, and a lot of people struggle there now. But yeah, those are the two big ones that came to my mind of things I would probably discourage against. But again, like there's unicorns, maybe, maybe you'll be unicorns. So I mean, follow your heart. All about the micro niches over just like anywhere else, same in like print on demand space. So I had a digital product shop for a little while in, um, when what, maybe like 2017. And it was all printables for like weddings and baby showers, like the ones that they would print out that were all themed the same that they could, like, this is your gift table. This is the, all of that. I was, you know, a little newer to it. I had, I had my sign shop at that point, but I ended up turning it off because I accidentally, I didn't know anything about um, trademark violations at that point. And I did a printable sheet that had like how many Legos are in the jar. And I got a cease and desist and it scared me so much. I turned the whole shop off. Oh no, no, oh, I could totally see how scary that would be. It, I mean, now I don't bat an eye. I'm like, oh, sorry, you know. Like, <laughs> no, I think you're not alone. I will say like that is something that people do have a big concern about when it comes to Etsy. People want to make sure that they're not violating trademark because that yeah. is something that can be really scary. Um, and there are kind of those hidden ones, like some people, um, like there's the obvious ones like Disney um, Mattel, Taylor like Swift. things like that, that are, you know, that are kind of obvious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're kind of, uh, or known to be trademarked. You know what I mean? Um, even things like lyrics, like Taylor Swift lyrics or whatever, like trademarked. And um, Taylor Swift owns a lot of trademarks, by the way, like shake it off trademarked, like, like there, there's so many different trademarks. You know, that's hot trademarked. Um, but there's also like a lot of, um, like those hidden ones that you might not think of, like superhero trademarked. Q-tip trademarked, onesie trademarked. So like um, baby's first like Christmas trademarked. Merry Christmas has eight trademarks on it actually. So just like people have a lot of concern about like making sure that they don't get those trademark violations. And so uh, you're definitely not alone with that. Um, someone in my Facebook group actually commented that she got her first uh, violation and it was over the term bullet journal. And she didn't know that was oh. trademarked. Yeah. Uh, and so she got her steam deactivated. And I was like, so that you're not alone in that experience. I think it's definitely happened to a lot of uh, sellers. And um, 
you know, typically when this happens, like you'll, if you like remove the listing, um, you're, you're okay. Or if you, you know, change it, you should be okay. As long as it's not like a repeat thing. And if you want to check on like us trademarks, you can just go to the us trademark database and type things in. So it's not, um, so don't let that discourage you from getting started. <laughs> no, we um, talk about it all the time now. Like back then, A, I didn't know to search. Like I knew, I knew not to use someone's song lyrics or, you know, a, a Disney character, but to me, like, was an everyday word. I wasn't thinking that that's like, you know what I mean? To me, it's like Kleenex or Q-tip, right. like you said. I wasn't thinking. So now, of course, we teach all the time to use the USPTO.gov and search for it. It's much less of a big deal. But back then, oh my gosh. But I brought all that up, like A, to make fun of myself, but B, to say I probably those are pretty saturated at this point too, right? Like the those, those kinds of printables. Yeah, I kind of put that in the wall art, like printable okay. kind of same kind of box, but there are some, I will say there are some sub niches of those like party printables that are actually okay. So if you dig for them, there are some like party printables that are okay, but things that are more like diaper raffles or like table numbers, things like that um, are a little bit more saturated. But on the flip side, like a printable uh, wedding seating chart is, looks really great. So with wow. the competition, yeah, there are some of those like sub niches in there. But um, more general ones are a little bit more. Hey, my friend, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing on your Etsy journey. Do you have all the support you need? I'm so honored that you're here listening to the podcast, and I want to make sure that you also know that I have a bunch more resources that can help you with your specific questions over in the resources section of my website. Whether your focus is print on demand, digital products, handmade items, and even more, there are tools and freebies and courses specific to your product type that are made by experts that I have already vetted for you. I don't know about you, but when I started my Etsy shop back in 2016, I was a busy mama and I didn't have oodles of time that was spare that I could just spend spinning my wheels trying to figure out Etsy completely on my own. I needed someone who knew what they were doing to teach me as efficiently and effectively as possible. And as soon as I was able to leverage the knowledge of an expert, I'm telling you my personal results on Etsy went through the roof. Sales went literally from crickets to cha-chings within a week of implementing all of those things that I learned. So if you're looking for that kind of help, you want to get to the bottom of it, you want to get moving and grooving, where somebody who knows how your niche works on Etsy can show you the steps to start getting sales, come on over and visit my resources page at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources, and I'd love to connect you with the perfect expert for your business. I know their expertise will make all the difference in the world for you. So once again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources, where you can find answers to your specific questions. I'll see you there. You know what I've been chewing on lately too is like you could, I'd love to get your take on this because I've just been, I used to be like, don't do anything that's saturated. But if you create some really, really good standout pieces in in those micro niches where you can kind of get in, um, but then you have some supporting additional files that are probably saturated, they're not going to sell on their own, but someone might come and bundle them. Or because they're buying your thing that's more rare, they're going to add on the table numbers, for example. That could be a, a way to increase your number of you know products purchased, but just don't expect to get any traction on those by themselves. It would have to be in tandem with that more rare item. What do you think about that? No, I think that's a great strategy, especially, and we love a good bundle. That helps you increase your sale price, helps you increase the amount of products in your shop. 
Um, and we love that. So anything that is a bundle, like you said, even if it's more competitive or maybe even something that's just not very searched very often, if you pair it with something that is a better opportunity that does open things up. Um, Etsy recently did a, a seminar where they said, if you show Etsy that you are getting a lot of sales in a specific niche, you get an additional benefit in the search results. And so if you are just serving this one niche, and even if there are those more competitive products that if you're getting a lot of sales on your other products, there's a chance that those ones could also get the boost from it. And so I, I totally agree. I think that can be a strategy that to try out. Oh, so fun. Kira, we could literally talk for months. We could just go on and on. Um, so please tell us what resources that you have that you're really excited about right now that people can jump over to your, well, we'll link everything, but they can jump over to your website and take advantage of to to learn more. If they want to dive more, like you're their person, they want to learn from you. What like courses and other resources do you have going on? Yeah. So like a recent hype, uh, my recent freebie is the AI prompts for ChatGPT to like start selling digital products faster. I'm so jealous that ChatGPT is relevant now because when I started digital products, I was like, hey, like I did everything myself. And like, anyways, now a lot of things can be expedited with AI. Um, there's still obviously you're going to still have to do some things yourself, but like that is something to, um, you know, AI is not going anywhere. So let's utilize it. And so that is a recent freebie that I have and people are just loving it. And um, I definitely recommend taking advantage of that tool that's there for us. Um, and then I do have the two courses. One I have is the beginner friendly course. So like if you are brand new to digital products and you want help like setting up your shop, like click by click instruction, um, video trainings, um, that is what that one is. It also includes Pinterest. I'm very passionate that Pinterest and Etsy go together. Like yes. Peter jelly and I don't think you should have to like have Pinterest training, you know, separate. So that's an all in one. Like you get the Etsy, you get the Pinterest. And then you get access to our exclusive community that's over 3,000 members. And this is a very active Facebook group. It's not like, here's a Facebook group and there's like one post a month. Like this is a group that you can collaborate with and post. Your questions will get answered. Like um, you can get, I get in there every day, but also a lot of other amazing successful sellers are in there and to provide feedback and encouragement. And so that's just another, that's like one of my favorite things that comes with, um, you know, any of my courses that community in itself is so amazing. Um, and then I have the, uh, after creating that course and hearing feedback, a lot of people were like, I just don't have time to actually implement all of this, or I don't feel creative. And so that's when the, um, like done for you course was born. It's for creative for people who don't feel like they have a lot of time or they don't have a lot of confidence with designs. If, you know, staring at an empty canvas, trying to come up with a design idea is overwhelming for you. That's what that was created for. So to just be completely done for you, done for you, starter designs, listing photos, SEO, listing videos, everything's just created for you to just like copy paste into an Etsy shop. So um, that those are the kind of things that I offer right now that I'm really excited about. I try to just, I really want it to be as easy as possible and take out that overwhelm. Um, one of my like pet peeves is when I'll go watch a tutorial on YouTube for something and then they like miss over a couple of like steps, like they do a click, but they don't explain it. And I'm like, wait a second, I need step yeah. by step. And so I'm very meticulous trying to make things like, if you were a beginner, you will feel at home here. So um, that is that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have going on. Um, and yeah, no, that's, uh, that's amazing. I, I mean, you are one of the most valuable people to just 
follow for just everyday information. Your emails are spectacular. I feel like every time I turn around, you've got some new freebie that you're giving to your email people. I Like, honestly, Kira, you're just good people. And then I love, love, love that you've got like, if you want to learn, I'll show you click by click. And if you want it done for you because you're busy, here you go. Like, you're just, look at you, like Mother Teresa of the digital product world. Um, <laughs> where are the best places for people to follow you and connect? Uh, I mean, you could just say everywhere. You're literally the fast track girl all over the internet, but what are your favorites? <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I am on pretty much every social platform, even like those offshoots like Clapper, like you'll find me there. But um, <laughs> I definitely hang out with um, TikTok as my main hub. So TikTok's my main hub. My Instagram um, is my secondary hub. I don't do any private messaging, but I welcome comments um, and things. I try to do video responses to a lot of comments on TikTok. So it's definitely the best place to come hang out with me on uh, is my TikTok uh, account. But I do get on my Instagram stories every day if you just want more like my random thoughts on things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then uh, I need to ask you, how do you make time to create so much content? <laughs> so um, I've had a nanny for like three years. Um, and so that's really what allows me to have that time. Um, okay. But before I had a nanny, I would put my kids to bed and then I would work for like four hours at night while my kids are sleeping. So if you go back to the beginning of the Fast Track Girl, you will see like every single video was recorded at my kitchen table at night. That is how I did it. So I put my kids to bed. I work for like four hours, go to bed at midnight wake up and get my kids ready for school in the morning. And so that was my, that was my vibe for a long time. Um, and then as my business grew up, been able to have a nanny. And so that's allowed me to have a lot more time. Um, but my husband and I also both work from home. We both do businesses from home. And so we're able to kind of like, you know, uh, yin and yang our time. So, yes. <laughs> um, so that helps too. I'm super impressed. I, you're, you're just so prolific. Like I said, I sit back and I'm just like, man, I thought I was good, but she puts me to shame. It's really, you're, you are, and you're such a joy to follow, Kira. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, for everything you're doing for the Etsy community, because it's a lot and it's probably not, you're probably not as appreciated as you should be. So please know that I adore you. I'm cheering for you. I want my entire community to know exactly who you are and go follow you. And, and just thank you for coming today. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. We could geek out all day long. So guys, thank you for being here. I hope you have been enjoying this little kind of fireside chat. Kira is the queen of digital products. So I go check her out. You're going to have, you're going to go down a rabbit hole is what you're going to do. So I will talk to you guys next week. I love you so much. And in the meantime, go make something awesome. Bye, you guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.